Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Hello, friends. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's guest, Brianna Reich, is one of my colleagues in the profession, and she is also a member of XY Planning Network. Brianna and I really dig into the discussion around teachers. She recently, as you'll hear, launched a podcast called One Million Apples, and we dig into some of the I want to say problems, but issues that uh, teachers are faced with uh, in planning for their future. And um, I think you'll very much enjoy Brianna's uh, energy. I know that she has been an inspiration to me from time to time. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to spending more time talking to her about these particular topics. If you uh, get a chance, hop on over to the One Million Apples website and see all the resources that are available. We hope that you enjoy the show. You are listening to Wine and Dime, the podcast that combines two passions, wine and personal finance, with your host, Amy Irvine. Amy is a certified financial planner and owner of Rooted Planning Group and author of Uncork Your Finances. You can learn more about Amy by heading over to the website, www.rootedpg.com. And now on to the show. Take it away, Amy. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine, joined by... Brianna Rice from One Million Apples. Welcome to the show. Welcome. This is so exciting to do a crossover episode. I am so, so, so excited to be chatting with you today. Me too. I'm really happy to be doing this and talking to somebody that works with teachers on the other side of the United States. Uh, yeah. So to Brianna's point, she just mentioned that she, her specialty, one of her specialties is actually working with teachers and she has a passion to do that. It's amazing. She just released a podcast, her, her newest podcast, her newest passion project, I do believe you called it, called One Million Apples. So um, it, it's a it's really geared to educate our teachers about the different programs that are out there. And I'm just so excited for her because she knows that I have that very same passion. We want to educate our educators. And she actually has a website. One Million um, Apples is the, the website that you can actually go to and learn more about um, the, the different it's being built, obviously, but the different um, services that are out there and just so excited for you, Brianna. I could go on Thank and on you. and on. And on. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I'm obviously learning from one of the best because wine and dime is fabulous. And I've, I'm sorry, I don't have any wine right now. I'm drinking a <laughs> or whatever you call that, but no wine. So I'm sorry, everybody. That well, it is 1230. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it might be a little right. early. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Well, yeah. It's, it's- Five o'clock somewhere, right? I know, right? Well, thank you so much for having me on. And as you said, yes, total passion project. And as you mentioned, it will grow, it will build out. And the idea is every single time we do one of these podcasts with someone fabulous like you and other people, I learn. So I don't pretend to be the expert. And that's why I do bring on other people. I know enough. Um, I know what I know, but I also know there's a lot of things I don't. And so it's really cool to have different uh, people come on with their stories, what they've had done in their careers and things from you, Amy, that's just, you know, a lot of things about teachers, especially in the states that you're in. And so the more that we do this, the more robust the website should become. That's the idea. And the more information that'll be there in one place and hopefully help teachers understand what's out there, what their benefits are, what to stay away from, 
you know, all of that. And we, we know a lot of stories about that. So we certainly do. You know, one of the things that I, I, I love my teacher clients and they, they happen to love wine. So it's usually a common denominator in our conversations, but you know, I, I love bringing it down to the level that we both have um, good grammar and education around, right? So when I'm talking to a lot of the teachers that are my clients, we often talk about, I'll, I'll use the phrase, let's talk about our vineyard, you know, like let's talk about what what form does both as, as educators and financial planners and, and what what that does a lot of times, right, is take the fear out of the conversation. I just had the other day a new client come in that's a teacher and she was so nervous because she was so worried I was going to yell at her. And mm. it was so interesting to me that over the weekend, I happened to see a post on Facebook where somebody that was on CNBC said, you know, the millennial generation is being stupid about the way they're spending their money. And I thought, that's why, that's it right there. That's why so many people are so afraid to walk in our door and sit down with us because they're so afraid that we as financial planners are going to call them stupid. And, right. You know, it, it, it really angered me because, no, I wouldn't spend four dollars on a cup of coffee that he was referring to. But that doesn't mean that you're stupid if you do. It just means that's what you choose to spend your money on. Just like I wouldn't recommend going out and buying that thousand dollar suit that person had, if not more. You know, that doesn't mean he's stupid because that's the way he chose to spend his money. And I guess, you know, for you and me, I, I heard um, the recording that you did with your mother-in-law and I just, I loved it. Number one, it was great. Um, but, you know, when she was talking about educating people and how she, how her journey and how her quote unquote vineyard was formed, right? right. Um, you know, it really was in that way that she just, she had such passion for that education and yet nobody like, t- well, not nobody, but some of the stuff that she was told on the other side to plan for her retirement was more on the product side. It wasn't necessarily on the resource side. Right. And And we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing now that that is still lacking. It's still very product heavy because of the, I don't know, I kind of go back to the money of it, I guess, or Mm -hmm. something there's, there's reasons in different areas for why it's still like that. But, um, we're still trying to push that initiative forward of getting third party advice to give educators. And, and I think people like you and me, I guess we're kind of like educators in a sense, because we love this so much that we want to get it out there in, in, like you said, our vineyard, right. Of education. So we want to get it out there and we want to grow this and, and, let people know there is a passion for it and there is stuff that they can do. And we're not going to yell at you. Um, you know, we care and they might, there might be some tough love aspect, but we would never do that to Mm -hmm. somebody. The second you walk through the door, it's supposed to be no judgment. Um, it can be a scary step to take. And I do find, and I don't want to pigeonhole anybody, but I do find that, um, a lot of educators are, a little nervous. I get the, I'm anxious, I'm nervous and it's okay. Um, this is a safe place. You don't, even if you feel like you ended up with something that you didn't know what it was and now you're embarrassed, not a problem. We're, we're starting here and we're going forward and we're going to try not to look back and we're going to clean it up and make it better going forward. And we're actually doing, um, so we're recording this today, but so I guess it would be last week. If you're listening to this, we're doing a really neat piece on uh, mental health and money because, um, not such a connection. Yeah. So we talk, we always talk about, um, behavioral, and money in financial planning. And it goes down even deeper. And someone had to remind me of that, that there's people every single day that are going through, I know it's going to get dark, but suicidal thoughts because of their debt and not just, not just anxious and not just not wanting to think about it, but taking it that far of, of, I don't know how to get out. And so I think, um, I think what I want people to know, and Amy, I can imagine you do as well, because I know how much you care about the people you work with is that, it's, it's not, don't come in. You're not going to be judged by all that you speak with and that you work with and that we're going to try to do the best that we can to help you get from point A to point B and work through it and through the anxious and through the feelings 
And we're not going to yell at you even if you do have a cup of coffee, but life is about choices, right? <laughs> so you can have that cup of coffee and you can buy even the suit, I guess, but but what are you giving up for that? And, and really at the end of the day, it's about what is the most important thing in your life, pinpointing that and working from there. So anyways, sorry, I could go on and on about that. No, but no, no. It's so important. It is. And I think, you know, I people have heard me speak before about having a conversation with their money. And I think when we take a step back with that, you know, it's not our place to tell you how to spend your money. It is our place to give you advice on ways that we can, you know, most efficiently have your money work hard for you. Money is a tool. Mm-hmm. Money, money is a tool. And if we think of it like a tool, a hammer, a screwdriver, whatever it might be, And our job is to make sure that we help you most efficiently use that hammer, that screwdriver, because we know some things through our training that you did, you were educated on, like, you know, you and I, um, we're, we're educated in our particular industry and profession, but not everybody is. And that's the piece that I always say, like, we're smart as we are educated Mm -hmm. and, if, if we can get this education in the hands of the, the teachers that are out there, they're going to get it hand, into the hands of the students. And that right there is where I think the biggest influence can actually come in our, you know, in our country. I couldn't agree with you more. Market Watch just, and I think you saw it too, Market Watch just put out a whole article about how we're making it a law in some states, I believe New York is one of them, where you have to teach financial literacy in schools now, but you're asking somebody that is anxious to even look at their own money and their Mm -hmm. own money situation, or, you know, you're asking someone in that position to teach financial literacy to the children. Like they don't have enough else going on, right? (laughs) you You don't have enough else going on in your classroom that you now need to do this, but it's important to do it. So, um, you know, what can we do you know, in your efforts and my efforts to get the financial literacy there. So educators are more confident, confident to then trickle it down to the next group. Yep. You know, what yep. can we do? And so it's so important. Yeah, I, it is. I think, yeah. And, and you and I, um, we both belong to, so for the listeners, um, how Brianna and I first met was actually going on three, I think it's almost three years now oh. at a conference. <laughs> it, yeah. And, you know, I was in this huge expansion mode in my business and I, um, Brianna, I think you had just started out. I just launched. Yeah, I did. Yep. And we were standing there talking and I think, Somehow it came up that, you know, how quickly we had grown and, you know, why, because we're unique in our market, you know, in, in, in the region that we're in and the services that we offer are a bit unique. So um, we were talking about that and you looked at me and you said, so like, what do you do for like downtime? And I just kind of sighed and you said to me, self-love, you need self-love. You, you made that comment to me and I've always remembered your energy, um, and, and saying that to me and felt so blessed and lucky that you kind of called me on the carpet with that. That's that tough love aspect of it. But then you and I, the more we got to know each other, we realized that we have some similarities in the sense that both both of us belong to the 403B Wise community, um, which if you have not been out there, it's a wonderful website full of resources. Uh, every year when I do... Um, go to the, some of the local classrooms. I take this book called me called financial literacy for the young and the young at heart. Great book. That's, um, really well written and written. in what I would say is English, right? right? So it's not written for finance professionals. It's written for the everyday person. It's easy to read. I, my aunt I calls give it, it out. explain everything to me at the third grade level. She's like, that's exactly. how we need to be learning. And that's the same thing for me. If I'm doing computer stuff, like just, just draw me pictures. Like, I don't know. So that's the kind of, that's what we need. <laughs> right. So, um, this 403B wise website, if you haven't been out there, make sure you go um, out to that website as well as Brianna's website, because both of them are really great resources for, um, education that's unbiased. It, you know, this is not about selling a product. This is not about selling anything. It's about providing education and advocacy. 
And that's one of the things that made me really want to get connected with the 40B. 403B wise folks. I call them the 403 um, wise guys. I know, right? (laughs) Well, I will tell you. So getting connected with them was just a life changer for me in in this. Um, You know, I I had people calling me that were looking for information and help. And they said, I've been looking for years for somebody to help me that Mm. didn't have attachment to something that they then could make money off of. And and so, mm-hmm. you know, I met with Scott and, and I haven't met Dan in person yet, even though we I feel like we're besties. Um, but, you know, I, <laughs> Scott's actually local to me. So I was able to meet him. He's from where oh. I went to high school and everything. So, um, you know, I learned so much about their site and their initiative. And we all collect on social media and we banter a lot. And so what they're doing is such an amazing thing of they're advocating, like you said, and they're actually trying to go create change, maybe regulatory wise mm-hmm. and, and things. And then. Now, my efforts are along with theirs, hopefully to do some more of that grassroots um, education one on one, because I can't necessarily go traipse all over, but they're doing an amazing job and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're good people. And everybody on that site, it, when you actually go look for like people for help, you know, the fight advisor, you're on there. I'm on there. Everyone on there mm-hmm. is, is amazing. So truly, and truly we, do we care. Have- Right. And we actually have to take fiduciary oaths. Like that was one of the things that I really liked about it was, you know, it, it that we're not only committing to be on this website as a resource, but we are saying, you know, we, we're going to, if we're going to provide you with services at all, with, you know, advising services, then we have to always put your interests first. And I liken that to your classroom and the kids that are in the classroom, if you are a teacher, right? So, you know, is, is a, is a teacher, you're always looking at the kids and you're always looking out for the kids and you're always putting their interests first. And the question that I ask is who's putting your interest first? you know, yeah, you're doing all this caregiving, you're doing all right. this education, but who's turning around and doing it for you? Right. And that's one of the commitments that we have to make to be on this website. So I just wanted to kind of share that because I think it's an important point that, you know, as people think about what kind of financial planner they want to work with, um, there's all sorts of different financial planners out there. Um, I just, you know, I want them to understand who they're working with, how they're working with them and be educated about that decision because we don't, anybody, really, if you pass the Series 65 test, you can call yourself a financial planner and there's no regulation on the terms at this point in time. And that's very confusing to people. Right. And even, and and I, maybe we can touch on this in a second. Gosh, I want to go back to like your self-care thing because that was such a great moment. But <laughs> I just, I, I love, by the way, I'm just going to throw this in there just for two seconds. But I followed you from afar from the, the group that were, from one of the groups that we're in. And I just admired you and your professionalism and your knowledge. And, and I thought, oh, I want to be like Amy. And then I met you in person and I swear to you, it was not creeper. I was not following you around or anything, but I just happened to sit next to you. And I just totally loved your energy. And I thought this woman is like my spirit animal. And I've said that a million times. Mm-hmm. I just, I do adore you. And I, I'm happy you and I even had that talk and that I totally threw myself at you and told you that you needed to do self-care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I got involved in your life like that without knowing you, but, uh, but um, it, I'm I, just glad you did. Oh, well, it reminds me. <laughs> It reminds me. So every time you and I talk about it, I go, don't forget, don't forget, because mm-hmm. we do have to put our oxygen mask on, you know, before we can help others. I think people like you and me might mm-hmm. want to just go do, 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 do. And then it's like, ah, I need a minute. So um, anyways, I, I do appreciate that moment. And I, um, I adore you, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, where was I going with that? I apologize, but um, <laughs> I was just so, I was I like, know, oh, but- I love that moment when we met. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, oh goodness, we, <laughs> I totally caught off. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> we, um, yeah, I, honestly, and I don't know how it is, and I would love to touch on this with you if at all possible, but um, in California, we're still the Wild West when it comes to what's going on on campuses and the regulation and the lack of regulation and, mm-hmm. you know, the ability for people to to do things that might not be very kosher for teachers um, in terms of financial um, information and, and ads and, and all this stuff. And so I don't know exactly how it is still in like the States that you were 
really big in and, you know, things, but it's, we got to get the information out there because that whole third party, the whole fiduciary thing, it's still not maybe out there enough, you know? And and I think Mm -hmm. sometimes, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm making excuses. I don't know, but I feel like some of these other realms, there's a lot of money involved in a lot of it. And there's a lot of marketing money and a lot of competition. And it's hard for a fiduciary sometimes to get in there and say, well, don't forget Mm -hmm. that there's this too. And so anyways, I don't know if you could speak to that in your regions. Um, yeah, I, I think it is a challenge because, you know, like I have, um, I've offered to go speak in the schools up to the teachers about things like student loans, which is totally not product driven at all, right? It's just education right. or to talk to them about the retirement plan. So the two primary states that I personally am knowledgeable of, now we have lots of teammates here at Rudy Planning Group. So it's not just me, but the two that I'm particularly um, familiar with is New York and Florida. And I've offered to go into those school districts and really talk about to the teachers about those particular topics. And it's really challenging to get in that door because there's so used to well, what product are you going to sell me today Mm -hmm. that there's skepticism even when you're just offering education, right? Like, you know, I've, I've said to some of the administrators, no, I, I, you know, I look, I won't even bring a business card if you don't want me to, but I just want to get in there and really make sure that, that these professionals know the options that are available to them, know that, you know, under, especially in New York, the teachers union in New York has negotiated these really um, and ancillary benefits that are sort of, you know, yes, the teacher has to pay for them, but they're amazingly inexpensive, you know, so things like life insurance and disability and home and auto. So, you know, they're offering these products at this discount. I don't get anything off from them. They're through your teacher's union, but they don't even know that they're available. And so just getting in there and educating them about all of these things that they can put their fingers on where they can save money or, you know, are they eligible for student loan forgiveness and income-based repayments? And will that help them? And, um, you know, what are the the top things that I see them do sort of quote unquote um, what they think they're doing the right thing, but in reality, it ends up hurting them. Like I stopped somebody the other day from reconsolidating their, their refinancing and reconsolidating their student yes. loans. Um, they were eight years in. Yes. And I said, do not, whatever you do, do not. You've got two more years left. If you change, if you, if you do a new consolidation, your clock starts all over. It's, it's, and that's, that's a big money saver right there. So it might not, you know, be, oh, it's, it's not all about saving for your retirement. And there's so many little pieces and educators do have specific things that they can take advantage of, like the public student loan forgiveness, or there's even extra forgiveness for teachers, depending upon the schools that they work at and so forth. And and so, and there's special situations with that. And again, I agree with you. I was on, I might happen to have my ears perk up every time I see a conversation online about somebody that's a teacher. And, you know, and I saw this girl, someone talked her into reconsolidating her loan into a private loan. And now she's paying half of her income every month on that loan. And there's, you know, there's not much that can be done at this point besides side hustle or, you know, or there's other little things, but not what we were just talking about. And so if we can get ahead of that and get that education out there and Amy, you and I don't make any money off of saying, Hey, let's come to the school and say, Hey, you know, check out student loan forgiveness or, or things like that. But I agree. We just like where, where I am, some of these companies have the money to sponsor the lunches. So they get there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to really name names or anything, but that that's how it works still. And I get it. And I understand in some situations why it's like that. But, but when, when you have the one thing to offer, when you have the only the one product or whatever, are you talking about student loan forgiveness? Possibly not, because that's not going to get you the, the sale mm-hmm. of the, the product, you know, I mean, cause it has nothing to do with the product. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. 
it's really tough. And, and I've even offered uh, for, I said, Hey, we've got this army of people like you and the guys at 403 B wise, we will come and do this at these events, yeah. not wear yeah. our business name, not bring it just like what you said, not bring our business yeah. cards. Like we'll do it just because we're almost nuts about it at this point. <laughs> and, um, it's, and it, yeah, she it's about their education. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. we want to, it's, it goes back to taking care of the vineyard. If we properly, you know, if we properly nurture the vines, if we properly, you know, um, take care of them, then they're going to develop into this really plush grape, you know, that's going to make really good wine. And, and if we don't, if we just let them sit there and, and rot, mm-hmm. then, nobody's getting anything beneficial out of it. And that, I guess I can get fired up about Oh, we could do this all day. We could do this all day. (laughs) When you don't, when you start out and you don't have that super high income and you kind of feel like on the, you you kind of feel like on the lower end of it, you're like, ah, how am I going to ever make this career work? But we have teachers that are now retiring that had a very nice career that enjoyed it, that are now having a nice retirement like Joe that was on the podcast and talking about sailing and, and all it is there. Um, with mm-hmm. some due diligence and care and working through it and, and everything. And that's what I think you and I are trying to do is get everyone from feeling like, okay, yes, you might feel starting out. This is hard and that you're pushing a rock uphill or whatever. But, but if we can get ahead of it and keep you out of these high cost things that you probably don't hear about because the marketing isn't there, the money isn't there to push on, you know, campuses and things, they're not going to be competitive on your campus because you're not paying a ton. Um, you know, if we can help you set up with those things, we could save you a lot of that money over your lifetime, save you from the student loan debt, stuff like that. Then getting there is easier. The rock isn't as heavy and you do end up feeling more secure and better as you get, you know, as you move along in your career and maybe you can stay around as a teacher. Maybe you don't have to leave, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Right. And it's also planning for like one of the things that I've seen is planning for the education of your children as well. Right. right? So people don't realize a lot of times that the plus loan is also eligible for student loans. Right. It's a government loan. And I I did this session up at Alfred State College, which is my alma mater, um, a couple of days ago. And it was actually just students, but there were a few faculty in the room as well. And I mentioned that and they were like, hold the bus. What are you talking about? You mean the educate, like the loans that my kids, I, I took out for my kids, those could be eligible for loan forgiveness. I'm like, yeah, as a parent. Because you're, you know, it's it's a if you read the way the regulations and the the um, the public service loan forgiveness program is set up, these are all things that you know we're we're just trying to educate. And not that this is all about student loans, but it 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 for me is just one of those things that again I find it very challenging to get into the system because there's this perception that I must want to sell them something. Right. And, and so I, by the way, I don't guarded. blame anybody for feeling that way because of how right. it's been. It that's how it's been for so long. It's like ingrained in you to feel that way. So how do we do it? And I, and I'm still trying to figure that out too, because even when I, uh, the, the wonderful woman that does my hair, her husband's an educator. And, and so I want to just tell her just so, you know, tell him this, you know, tell yeah. him this is, I want nothing. I just want to, I just need to tell you this. I need to protect him and tell him this and other, and, and other people, I might carefully do the same. I, it's funny. I don't really often tell people about what I do, which is so anti-financial advisor for most people. Like most people say you should be telling everybody what you do, but I like to go to the barbecue and just hang out. You know, I I don't want to just be talking about what I do for a living and all this stuff. But when I talk to somebody that's a teacher, I very cautiously say, hey, just so you know, there's this other thing that you might want to go look at. There's a website, mm-hmm. you know, for the compare, go mm-hmm. check it out and see what you're spending on this. And, and I try to cautiously, so that I could do all day long that I would love to tell people. But a lot of the time I hear back, Oh, well, the person came on campus or, Oh, you know, my district had somebody for me to talk to or da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, hold on. <laughs> so then, but I, I feel like a creeper. I feel like I'm meddling yeah. at that yeah. point. And so, yeah. you know, anyways. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and I guess, you know, you would ask the question like, you know, are you finding it difficult? And so to answer your question, I'm absolutely finding it difficult. And, and whenever I come across to, 
you know, an educator in the system and, and we, we start this process and I, and I say to them, if there's anybody that, you know, that could get me in the door for a lunch and learn on this particular topic, I would really appreciate it. And I'm not the type of person that asks for that kind of thing. Well, you know, it's not easy for me to ask sort of like for those referrals and for that, that kind of thing, but I'm so passionate about this that I just keep asking that question and asking that question and asking that question. And one of these days I'm going to win. Yeah. (laughs) It's smart. I mean, it's and obviously, um, and because I know you and I know your heart and all that, it is out of passion. It is out of caring. And so I think when we're passionate about something, we just kind of keep pushing. And even if we, I don't know, even if we, I might embarrass myself a little bit, or I might say something, honestly, someone, and I think this sometimes someone might take what I say incorrectly, i.e. that insurance is bad. No, not, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so I might mm-hmm. upset some people in that industry. And it's like, no, 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 no. We just need to be applying it correctly. And it needs to be coming from the right source. And the education needs to be coming from the right source and, and all of that. And so I think when we're passionate, we have to, you know, we, we almost can't help ourselves and not have the conversation. And, and it's awesome that you keep trying because we'll get there someday, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, when you think about, uh, um, I know when you interviewed your mom and, you know, you, your mother-in-law, excuse me, and you were talking about, you talked a little bit about the reason why you started this podcast and you have with us as well. Um, you have, you, I mean, it's not just your mother-in-law that's in education. You have more people in the family that are educational based as well, correct? I do. Um, well, her son is. Uh, and then, you know, just, yeah. uh, gosh, when do you not have a friend that's, you know, and I mean, the other day we're at dinner and we're sitting across from a principal. I mean, when do you not run into people in education? We have so many teachers, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean her mostly, which was great because we were able to have a lot of conversations. Um, but yeah, so just kind of surrounded, you know, and then when people, those are the people naturally calling you, it's just like, how do you not pick up on that and the passion for it? So, yeah. 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 And this particular um, passion to start this website, I know you said that you just wanted it as a resource to a certain extent to be able to have people a safe space for people to go and explore and get additional information. Um, You wouldn't even know that you would have created it except for the fact that I knew this was a new website that was created. What's your goal for the website long term? Yeah. So the idea, well, I can't help but try to be philanthropic in everything that I do. I actually kind of had to back out of a couple uh, groups that I was in because I raised my hand for everything. And that was pulling me away from, you know, the goal of this and everything. So um, the idea is I, I want to get this information out. I want to do the education. I want to protect. That's Mm-hmm. That's the goal. I don't want to bore you though. And I don't want it to always be like, oh, the system is broken. And, you know, I don't want it to just be that and have it be depressing because we could do that all day long. So mm-hmm. I, I want there to be a, this might be going on, but this is what you can do. Here's the tools that you can have to, to help protect yourself. Plus, let's lighten it up for a moment. Let's learn something from each other. So um, there are podcasts out there that talk about classroom stuff, you know, talk about being a teacher and lifestyle. That's great. I'm not a teacher and I won't even pretend to be one besides I like to teach what I'm teaching here, but I'm not classroom facing. So I'm not going to put out a podcast that tells you how to run your classroom. But what's fun is I I love the idea is the more I do this, I'm meeting more and more people that have stories. And so Mm -hmm. somebody that went on strike that while while she was pregnant, how did she prep for that financially and growing a family, Mm -hmm. growing a family on a two teacher income, like it can be done. And how can you do it? And so I'm learning a lot from these people. So we're kind of trying to throw in the real life lifestyle stuff, but then also give you those tools and maybe throw out there, Hey, by the way, this is what you need to be looking out for and be careful so I don't know, it's just kind of a, a little bit of everything, trying to not bore you with it completely, make it a little fun. But at the end of the day, give you the tools that you need, do the financial literacy, um, spread the information. If we can make a change, we make a change. Um, mm-hmm. Really, it was called 1 million apples because there are four to 5 million educators. It, it's a rough number. <laughs> four to 5 million, uh, you know, in <laughs> K through 12 and higher ed. And so crazy audacious goal is like insane. Is like, could we potentially just impact a million in some little tiny way. And, and if it's just the fact that, you know, to, you know, check what your 403B costs, that's it. 
You know, if it's just that, that's sad. If you just listen to one episode, you just listen to one episode. And I mean, eventually we'll put PDFs on there. I mean, it is meant to be more robust. Um, we might start doing, and I was telling you about this as we're kind of starting to look at, do we put out a couple little courses to really get you jump started? So you don't feel like, I have to make this big commitment or because a lot of the time you're told that things don't cost anything when people come on campus. And, and so we're going to try to, it does, it it always does. So we're going to try to do some very entry level things, but that's almost just to keep this thing going. And and so we want to put things out there, educational pieces, all that. So there's, there's just a lot. Um, I have some crazier goal after that, that is more of in the community on the move. Um, but that's later. Mm-hmm. That's the crazy one. <laughs> but I wanted to keep developing into that. How do we create the financial literacy and kind of bridge the gap between the awesome strategies that we do and all that stuff. But then for people that are kind of maybe starting out a little more nervous to, to jump just yet or something, you know, plus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can't help everybody every day in our office either. So, it, you know, we want to. But maybe this is a way to get more of that out there on a bigger scale. So, sorry, long answer, Mm -hmm. long answer. Um, But there's just a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I love what you're doing with the website and I love what you're doing with this passion project of yours. And I love, um, well, I love you. So I'm, (laughs) I think that, um, you know, we, like mine, when I get on the conversation of working with, um, with, with teachers as well as working with people with student loans and both of those particular seem to go hand in hand a lot right. of times. Um, you know, it, it's hard for me to control how excited I get about it because I know that ultimately if I can, if I can talk to them, if I can look at them, then I can help them. And if they want it, if they want my help and that, for me at the end of the day, when I go home and put my head on the pillow at night, if I have done that, I feel like I've had a successful Isn't day. Is that the best? It is. It is. When you know that your training and education and, and everything that you've gone through really has just impacted a person's life and maybe their family's life, you know, long-term, I don't know how you can feel more rewarded, you know? I couldn't agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. What I want to do, because we are kind of just crossover and everything, I want to hear more about Wine and Dime. I always love that idea. I think it's super cute and I love what you're doing with that. And I've gone on the website and I think it's super fun. So I want to know more about that. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to go into it, but I know you have some other things you're doing. So, you know, it's up to you, but I would love to know, you know. Well, Wine and Dime was born out of um, the idea that it's similar to one you know, 1,000 or one, yeah, 1 million apples that I, um, I wanted to take the con, well, I have two passions outside of my family. Um, I love wine and I love finance. So I was joking around one day and said, well, I should just do this podcast that breaks the ice by talking about wine and then digs into the finance aspect of life. Right. And we could have all these different guests on here, experts, that sort of thing. But by, by not diving right into the finance piece, you're bringing down a barrier of, um, you know, the intimidation that finance quote unquote is. Take the edge off of the glass of wine and then let's start talking about your money. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, just, just kick back, sit back in your favorite chair, sit back in a bathtub, whatever it is that you do and have a glass of wine and, and, you know, don't worry about it. Right. Just Mm -hmm. relax kind of idea. And, and so, so we started that it's, it's been uh, about a year and a half ago that we started that. And then, um, about a year ago, I thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun to take some of the guests that I have had on the show and create a small little book that kind of highlights just some, you know, high level tips. So we, um, we, meaning me and the mouse in my pocket, um, decided to write a book called Uncork Your Finances. So Uncork Your Finances was written with the same concept in mind. So every chapter 
says, this is a good wine that you should pair with this chapter. I love it. <laughs> and it's just, it again, it takes the intimidation out of finance and says, you know what? It, we all have our stuff. We all have, you know, the one thing that we love, the one thing that we um, are most passionate about, the one thing that given the opportunity we would spend our money on. But the more I got into this, I learned that it's really about when you talk to people, it's really about those adventures, Mm -hmm. those journeys that they go on. And so I really, I've, you know, I've asked that question now to everybody who's been on the show, like, what is your definition of success? You know, what journey have you taken to, to get to that? And I've not once had anybody say anything about the things that they've acquired, about the amount of money that they've required but everybody talks about their family or how they've helped people or, um, you know, what, whatever their career is, like how they've been able to um, take that the next level. Uh, some people it's about, you know, going, going into nature and, and, you know, after a, a day that they've worked very hard and just finding themselves. So for me now, now I've started kind of keeping a little bit of a log about what success looks like. And to, to my guests, because yes, it takes resources in some cases to get to that level of success, but then if we actually go back to having that conversation with money that I was talking about, it's not as far away as people think it is. And, you know, again, success is a, it's intrinsic within ourself, how we define success, but it's just been very intriguing to me that people define it with more about events. That's where the tag tagline came along that life is about, events supported by your dollars and cents because it was after listening to all of all these folks that I've interviewed that I've sort of come to that conclusion and it's our job you know I feel like it's my job with this podcast and with the book and as a financial planner to make sure that I find out what events your dollars I think that's fabulous and I I love that idea because I heavily believe in that I'm 100% bought into that concept about what matters most or the events, right? It's always, it always goes back to who you're with, who's surrounding you, you know, the, where are you in that moment? What are you doing? What is that feeling? And then yes, getting there, because mm-hmm. it's probably going to cost a little bit to get to that point to do those things. But if you were to, what is it, Marie Kondo, the um, life, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher this, the tidying up book, right? And she tells you to pick up something and ask it, does it bring you joy? Mm-hmm. Does it give you that zing? And if we look through our budgets and look at all the shopping we do on Amazon, mm-hmm. that we probably don't even remember why, mm-hmm. unless it's, I wore this mm-hmm. to this thing. Like, mm-hmm. so your events, right? You're always going back to, I'm holding on to this because it's a memory from this thing that I did with somebody. And so, um, yeah, it's, oh, I think mm-hmm. that's so important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, people can get away from it so quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I thought about this more yesterday too. Um, uh, So yesterday in upstate New York, which is where I am right now, um, which I wish, wish I had been. Yeah, for everyone that doesn't know, Miss Amy jumps back and forth (laughs) from New York to Florida. What do we call it? Snowbirding? Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think it's fabulous. I think life is wonderful when you have flexibility and opportunity. That's another thing. (laughs) Opportunity is important. So very cool. Well, you know, for Brent and I, right, when we when we decided four years ago to start doing this, um, we just I hate winter. And so I I just did not want to I did not want to wish my life away. I did not want to say I can't wait to retire so I can get out of this weather. So I just didn't. I chose not to retire. I chose to, you know, open my own firm so that I could be in both locations. But yesterday I was in upstate New York and and it was snowing in our house. And I so I decided I was going to clean. And I mean, clean, clean, like, you know, clean out the closets, clean out the, you know, just clean and create a bunch of 
Do you want to come to my house? Do you feel like they're really being made to clean over here? Well, my, my husband, Brian, he actually ended up going out in the shop because he knew just to get out of my way. <laughs> he just knew he was like, oh my gosh, he's on one of those missions. I can see it. But as I was, as I was going through things, it goes back to your point about touching things. And there was something that I came across and it was actually a Bible that my great grandmother had given to me. And this thing is a mess. I mean, clearly it has been passed down through the generations. The binding has fallen apart. The pages are, you know, in pretty rough shape and, and, but it was hers. It was my great grandmother's and it was hers. And no matter what, I'm never giving up that Bible, but I do need to do something to protect it so that it doesn't age any further or, you know, get become so that you can't even turn the pages or anything like that. And as we were sitting there talking about that, I said, Brent, you know how many places this has been? You know, it's amazing. Like I can give up anything else on this bookshelf, but that one particular item, because it was my great grandmother's, I will never give up. But you know, that, that you get, like, there's an emotion attached to that. And that, if you can relate it back to spending, like if we only purchased things that gave us that level of emotion, how much stuff would we actually have? Because I made the statement, I would give up everything on this bookcase, except that. Right. So it just struck me and, and, you know, that I made those comments like, wow, if I would give up everything else on this bookcase except this Bible, why do I have everything else on this bookcase? Why do I keep adding yeah. to this or why do I keep, yeah, why do I keep doing that? So yeah. it, it was just, and it's then important. when we went to the, like when I went to my closet and I started hoeing stuff out of there, that's about the time that he vacated to his shop. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. We were doing something similar in my house yesterday. I bet everyone did not want to be here. And I was like, come on. So I, I get it. But I did. It's important. I think I love what your message is about focusing. Uh, you know, it is about focusing on the life events because we really, if we were to strip it all down, that is what matters the most. The moments that we have with our children, if we have children or our spouse or, parents, you know, yeah. most yeah. people, our parents, most people go back to that as their core of all everything that's important. Well, if that's what's important, you got to focus there, right? You have to start there. And all this other stuff is somewhat noise. Yeah. And, and you know, in spending and, and all that. So I love it. I love what you're yeah. doing, Amy. And I've, I've always, and I, I enjoy knowing you and I look forward to being, you know, colleagues and friends for many years. Well, the, the feeling is very so. mutual. I am so honored. I know this um, particular um, show had a, a little bit of a different feel to it than the normal, um, your normal layout of your show and my normal layout of our show, but of my show. But I think it was so important to do this so that we get the message out there that there are people out there that are focusing on working with um, educators and that, you know, we, we want to do what's in your best interest. And there are so many resources that are available to you. Um, you know, do your homework, um, just like you tell your kids to do your homework, do your homework, um, investigate, be curious, be curious about what's mm -hmm. there and make sure you visit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to give you a shameless plug, but make sure you, no. you visit one million apples.com and oh thank you so much <laughs> and, and tootle around and if you are in a state that brianna does not have any resources let her know we'll you know or let me know and we'll we'll try to get a resource we have a pretty big network of that we can reach out to and ask if there's any experts in those states. And, you know, we just want to make sure that you all have good resources, unbiased resources that you can go to. And, and I couldn't agree more. I appreciate you doing this as well, because I, uh, it helps everyone that's listening to 1 million apples right now, understand that I'm not the only one who's saying this. And sometimes I feel like I wonder if people think Brianna's just crazy over there. Um, but it's not just me. And we do have, like Amy says, we do have people all over the U S and different States that are very good at their States. If you know, if it's not me, it's somebody else. And, and they really do care. And they, it's not about the money. It's about making sure that you're protected because you do a lot for our kids and, and who doesn't love some wine sometimes? So I definitely want to make sure that everyone goes over to Wine and Dime and checks out that podcast because she also has some amazing um, recommendations for wine on the website as well. <laughs> I was looking those up. So by the way, Amy, if you're ever in Temecula or Napa, we have we have some out here mm -hmm. too. So mm -hmm. you have to 
Do you Come have, put some of ours on your website. <laughs> do you have a particular wine that you like best, just in closing? Oh, goodness. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I fail. I don't. I, I do. Are you a red or a white it, drinker? Okay, summer white, mm-hmm. <laughs> winter red. But actually, I haven't been a huge connoisseur recently. So I need to maybe try a few more. I'm the worst to have on your show. No, I know. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My husband drinks a little bit more wine than I do. I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like ones that taste good. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is that? I don't understand the notes or anything. I just like, Oh, that one's good. That one's not for me. You know what? Oh, I'm the worst. That's what life's about. It's all about experimenting and figuring out what, what you do like, what you don't like. And, you know, for people that are, are big, you know, like I, when I first started drinking wine, I was, I drank sweet red wine. That's what I drank. And, you know, I eventually transitioned over to a very dry, extremely dry red palette. And that's just been over time. And now if you handed me something that was sweet like that, I would be maybe a step or two and say, well, that's interesting. You know, but life is the same way. Life is very much, right. uh, it's about experiences. It's about shifting. I t- you know, I, t- I talk about pivoting and sometimes pivoting, you know, in large ways and sometimes in small ways that we don't even realize that we've pivoted, pivoted until years down the road. And, and that's what I love about wine is that you don't have to have a favorite. You just have to keep trying and seeing if you find something that you love. And sometimes it's nice when you go tasting and you find out your favorite's the $16 bottle, not Absolutely. the $40 bottle. Yeah. I just have to say, because that ends up happening to me every once in a while. I'm like, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you so much. We are so glad to have you. Um, I can't wait to see you at FinCon. And I'm, I'm assuming you're going to XY Planning Network's conference again this year. Yep, back to back. That'll. I don't know how I'm going to survive, but um, it'll be great. It'll be great to see you. As I know, we'll keep. We'll do it together. But it's so fun to go to these things because we learn so much more to then give back to everybody that's listening. So it's it's fabulous. Again, thank you so much for doing Thanks this with so. me and for all that you're doing and these wonderful resources that you have available. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.